Hello, and welcome to Making COP26 Count, a podcast series based on the FIMBIS 2030 webinar hosted by David Nussbaum and supported by ICAS, One Young World, and Chartered Accountants Worldwide. This is the second part of David's roundtable discussion with Claire, Sarah, Mavis, and Wen Yu, where they explored the future post-COP26. Thank you. Um, when you can I pick up on that and on your, your story originally about you know your choice to move from uh, medicine to climate change? And I, I want to ask all of you, really, we've got people around the world who are largely working as accountants or in the finance sector. Um, what, what, partic- what particular contribution do you think such people can make? uh in in tackling climate change and maybe you can think of uh you know a particular uh, example of that but uh, when you maybe we can kick off with you you know do you feel that your your move um well it must be particularly poignant given there's now a pandemic and if you carried on as a doctor you might have been able to help us on that front but you know you've chosen to be in the finance and accounting sector um so uh, what do you see as the particular skills in the context of all this information and uh, training and communication that, that different ones of you have spoken about that accountants particularly can bring that the world needs if we're going to tackle climate change effectively? Yeah, so I, I would say broadly, maybe if we classify as, you know, uh, commercial professional services uh individuals. I think as a whole, whether it is accountants, you know, financial advisors, commercial advisors, we have a huge role to play in cutting through the noise and providing a lot of clarity. I think at the end of the day, a lot of people say, you know, you you should be doing the right thing because it is the right thing, not not because of a business case. But there is a very strong business case. You know, companies that are not moving ahead are going to fall behind. They face future regulatory and reputational risks. There are so many great reasons. What's happening is there's too much noise. And I sometimes, for good intentions, the case of the ISSB that I think David mentioned uh, or Claire did towards the beginning of the session, you know, before that, and still, we have an entire alphabet soup of ESG initiatives. There's SASB, there's TCFD, um, there's CDSB, um, there's also Renewables 100, and there's still a bunch of voluntary standards for carbon offsets. It gets extremely confusing for corporates, even if they want to do the right thing. And so I think we play a critical role in being trustable advisors, in providing clarity through the noise, trying to look ahead based on what we think is going to happen for economic reasons, based on our own moral compass. I think that's it. I think that's a massive role that we play in this society that will be hard to displace. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, and it, indeed it does. So, Sarah, can we come to you on that? I mean, you're you're there in the heart of a community facing very particular challenges. Again, you've chosen to stay in the accounting and advisory sector. What what is it you see accountants bringing to this? Yeah, um, exactly what Wen was saying. Like we have to be that trusted advisor to tell people what 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 is going on there. Um, Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand has actually just brought out a SME handbook 
So for businesses or for advisors to, I suppose, from, and it's really from that base level as to even within our offices and our own businesses, what we can be doing to get ourselves within a strategy sense and sustainability, um, but also then to our to our clients as well. And it's literally only fallen out in the last couple of weeks and I've got it here beside me and I really want to pick it up and say some of the key parts of it, but I'd, I'd even recommend it being circulated post this, this panel discussion. And even things like as a specific example, you know, when you were saying before the difference between carbon neutral and, um, you know, and, 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 you know, all that different terminology, like, as I said, because I play in that ag sector, there's lots of people coming, there's this, all this information out there and it's cutting through that noise and being able to say, you have choices or, you know, at the moment I've got clients looking to sign contracts to, to sell their carbon credits. Those contracts are 25 or 75, you know, years um, that they're committing to. There's really big commitments that people are making, but I feel it's our role to educate people as to what this means. And I agree with you when it, the business case stacks up, like there's no doubts about that, but it's that communication and education piece that I think we have to play because, um, and I'm not saying that there's salespeople out there, there's genuine people out there, but they, at my clients trust us to come and speak to us about it because this is a big decision that they're making, not just for their business. That's actually not the reason why they're doing it. It's for the environment. It's for their family. There's community impacts that come with all of this stuff, good and bad. Um, so it's really being across all of that. And then the figures is just the outcome of it all, but it's being that sounding board and one of their team members in helping them make these decisions. So I think that's really important for us to be ahead of all of that. And that's actually at the moment, got nothing to do with tax it's really about us knowing what's ahead of the game to be part of that conversation with our clients great thank you claire yeah i would completely agree with when you and sarah there i think one of the things that we as accountants can do can really just make it tangible so everybody buys into oh there's a business case for it there's a strategic reason for it but actually in that cutting out the noise um, given a, a real concrete example. So where we're seeing it right now from a kind of um, finance director, finance professional role, um, getting a lot of traction with um, others and, and management teams has been able to say, look, there are now lending products out there and, and it's increasing day by day, whereby if we commit to net zero goals um, or ESG related targets, we will get a margin reduction. So that really like makes it very tangible for others who are the non-finance people in the wider management team of, oh, actually, okay, there's a saving to the business here. And then there's a strategic decision of, well, what do you say spend that saving on? Is it an investment in, you know, accelerating your net zero plan? Does it free up money for um, growth and investment? Um, so I think it's articulating these types of um, opportunities. Um, and, and from a kind of accountant perspective right now is, is being alert to all these emerging changes within the connected markets of finance and legal and really being able to articulate, look, here's some practical examples of where um, you're going to get a lot of buy-in from others in your in your business. Only Mavis, yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah, adding on to what Sarah Claire Wynn has said, um, I think I, my one action point, it's also basically on the finance. Um, so, like I mentioned, I think what accountants, because accountants allocate resources within your organizations. And I think that is where um, 
power lies, so to say, to allocate resources to adaptation, uh, work on initiatives specifically uh, for developing countries, because this is like the biggest challenges that developing countries face, access to finance. So making us uh, finance accessible for um, adaptation uh, projects and climate uh, initiatives in, in general for developing countries, I would say, uh, would be my uh, biggest point, uh, action point for accountants and financial um, finance professionals. Great. Well, thank you to all four of you for that lively uh, discussion. You, you've certainly given us all a lot to think about, I think, but also, and perhaps even more importantly, you've helped to energise the motivation in us to enact change in our own communities and workspaces around the world. I think some things I've particularly heard today have been first the encouragement that lots is happening. Lots is happening in business, as well as all the stuff we heard uh, about at COP26 is happening in government. And indeed, it's happening in society. But secondly, we need lots more to happen. And in particular, the contribution of the commercial sector. And that involves communicating effectively about this and bringing clarity to a subject which can easily become and feel just too complicated for people to engage with uh, constructively. Uh, and so thirdly, we've seen how chartered accountants are already at the heart of this, but perhaps more importantly need to be, uh, to bring that sort of professional, informed, passionate, but objective uh, perspective to the debates and decisions that businesses and people have to make about tackling climate change. Uh, and finally, we've heard a lot of examples about how each of us can identify uh, actions we can take in climate change, uh, in tackling climate change in a more just way in the particular roles that we each uh, play professionally uh, and in our communities. Now, uh, I'm afraid that's uh, all we have time for today, but thank you once again to each of our four panellists for their insights into just transitions around the world. Uh, it's good to know that there are people like yourselves who are invested in both the planet and its people. And we hope that all of you who've been watching feel inspired to go out and make a difference yourselves. Uh, as I said, we encourage you to share your favourite quotes or moments from this event by adding the hashtag uh, MakingCOP26 count, uh, and indeed just COP26, and uh, tagging us in your posts, Chartered WW and ICAS Accounting. Uh, and a, a final thank you as well to our partners at Big Top Media and A1 for bringing this event to life. Thank you all. And now, of course, it's over to you to work out what you're going to do to take this crucial agenda forward. Thank you and goodbye.